Hello, welcome back to another episode of Seeking Scale. Andy, it's been it's been a hot minute <laughs> since we uh, since we recorded. We got ahead a little bit, but definitely had a bit of a gap. So it's nice to be back on the mic. Yeah, it's probably been about about a month. About a month, yeah, yeah, right around that. And people can't see this, but yeah, there's my office has been transformed a bit, where there's now like a diaper changing station behind me. There's burp costs just in swaddles just all over the place. <laughs> but no, it's been good. Yeah. So our son was born on as of today, like four weeks ago. And so a lot has changed, but kind of we were talking about it before. So on the practical level, like some things were have been harder than I thought or just unexpected. Others have been easier. But the big stuff is baby, mom doing great and and we're we're getting through it. This has been my first week back part-time it's been a little bit of a trip where like i started my days at noon ended at five and i just keep being like i'm getting nothing done (laughs) and then it's like oh yeah because i have two hours of calls and then there's like no time but i'm still kind of thinking from like here's what all the stuff i have to get done i was like oh no, no like i don't have that much time anymore and so that's been an adjustment this week but yeah all in all things are going well Got a mini rant I can go on in a little bit, but before I, I do that, how things have been on your end? Things have been good. We it's tough when we don't talk for a long time because like a ton happens like every day, right? And so like I guess like the the, the big updates for me is like the, the team is working so efficiently and effectively right now. Like it's really amazing. Like support, product development, kind of me as marketing, sales, everybody like working really well. Like maybe we're not killing it right like with with like the outputs but like there's no questions about what's going on the priorities are super clear everybody kind of knows what is going on across it's the a well oiled machine you know? yeah it really it really is and and it's nice cuz like a week from today i go on vacation for a week with like our whole family we're going going to the keys and i will do zero work <laughs> if i can like I, i'm planning to kind of check in just to make sure there aren't any major issues, but like not planning on doing any kind of proactive work. And yeah, feel really good going into that, like have a week left before I get ready for that. But it's cool because like that is time I need, <laughs> you know, to, to be away and feel really good going into it. So yeah, that's been like the biggest upside, you know, because like the team is everything at this point, right? It's like the team is the company, is the product, is the the face and the value and everything. So like the fact that we're all, I think, very happy and have clear purpose is really cool. You know, it's interesting. I measure that like in good ways and bad by like the amount of chatter in Slack. And I mean, some days there's not 10 messages in Slack. And like, sometimes I'm like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> Where's everybody? What? Yeah. And so like, I have to catch myself say like, it's cool, man. People are working. I'm working. I should be working instead of worrying about what's happening in Slack. But what we end up doing is just having like, hey, I'm just going to hop on like a random call to just be on. And if you guys want to hop on, that's cool. And we can just be together like this time of day. A lot of times, you know, it's like, hey, it's two or three or whatever o'clock. I haven't talked to anybody all day. Let's just get on and kind of hang out. We call it co-working. Yeah, you got to be that like annoying boss now. I was like, hey, you have a I minute? noticed your light's not green <laughs> in Slack for eight minutes today. <laughs> no, I mean, and it's not like that. And I don't want no, to be like no, that. No. Like we're not an asynchronous team necessarily, but like, yeah. So anyways, it's just been like really, it's been really like calm and deliberate, which is cool because I think that leads to really good outcomes long-term. And so yeah, that, that's the that, that's, that's like the short version. 
Yeah. And that's something I want to dig into more as like another episode. I think there's a lot of things we can unpack about just the, the changes on your end from now. I know you've been doing more, not like a lot of meetings, but you've kind of been doing the weekly check-ins with the team and, and all that. So there's a lot to unpack. But I, I just have to get a rant off my chest. I think. Let's hear it. Let's because hear it's it. like, well, I mean, there's so much time where in the beginning and even now, it's like, I don't know what to do. He's crying. I checked his diaper. It's, he was just fed. Like, I don't know. Like, I'll, when I hold him, he's okay. Like, so I'm just going to have to hold him for a couple hours. And I've kind of gone through all the TV shows. And so I was like, what can I do? I'll scroll through Twitter. And there's one tweet that you liked that got me thinking. It actually like it's, it's a rant, but I think it also like clarified a lot of my thinking when I know I'd like have riffed on like holistic marketing and all of that. And this was the one about product-led growth. And as product-led growth companies build products that sell themselves, but this is obviously like a clickbaity statement, but I stand by it. I think product-led growth is probably the most dangerous movement in startups. And I, I think the, the reason for that is because I just don't think it exists. I, I think what it does is, at best, it's going to emphasize the wrong part of the growth engine. But at worst, it just legitimizes the mentality that I feel like we thought we had beaten out of people of just, if you build it, they will come. And to me, what like set me off with this is like in the first tweet of the thread it was canva shows up for twenty one thousand related searches for create a logo create a flyer create a blank 160,000 solution oriented searchers visit their site daily that's not product-led growth that's seo Uh, yeah and like like that's the thing is like yes for them to convert well they need to build a product that is relevant to each of those searches but that is not product-led growth, that is growth-led product. That is saying, hey, we're going to get all of our, our leads from search. Let's make sure we build the product that can fulfill the intent behind all of that. And I just think the naming of it is is wrong, where the closest thing you can get to what I, I feel like gets talked about in product-led growth is a truly viral product. And for that, I mean, you still need to have some growth that comes externally. But like, If you have a truly viral product, meaning every person you bring brings more people, more than one person, you can do things that don't scale to seed those initial customers and then let the viral coefficient take over. But there are like a dozen businesses that have ever like actually been viral. And you can have like a lot of Facebook apps or other things like that that can kind of be growth hacky and have viral moments and get enough traction, whatever. Like there's that exists, but that's not any of us. Yeah. And what people don't get is, yes, the product can fuel getting people into this viral loop, but the product's not the growth engine. The virality is. And I think that's where like product-led growth is, to me, it's more just saying, hey, your product shouldn't suck. Your product should fit together (laughs) with all the other things that you're doing. Yeah. But it is not leading growth. And I think that anyone that I think if you were to like, if I were to interview Wes Bush or any of these other guys about it, like, I don't think it might like with my question that they would come from a different angle, but I just think the positioning of it does way more harm than good because it, it really just confuses it. And 
the reason it matters is because I am pretty anal about like semantics and wording and all of that. But for this case, especially it's like, again, if you think it's product led growth, you're going to focus on the product above everything else. Best case scenario, you might believe that like, yeah, we need these other parts of the final parts of the engine there, but you're going to focus on that and let the others neglect. I definitely have been guilty of that in the past, and we're not too far off from that right now. The big thing is the product is not the entire engine. And ultimately, when I talk about holistic marketing, what I'm really trying to say is your goal is to get more of the right customers, get them to spend more, and then keep them for as long as you possibly can. And so holistically marketing that like it fits into that, meaning like everything you do from product to support to traditional marketing should work together to achieve those goals. That's what holistic marketing means. It's like, okay, like here's what we're trying to do. Everything that we touch should work into that. And it's not to say there aren't other goals, but if you, action or output or whatever from a team, a person, whatever it may be, is only achieving secondary goals and not helping you get more customers, keep them for longer and get them to spend more, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. And it's it's just like, yeah, I, I just feel like product like growth just misleads people dramatically, especially the people in the beginning stages where it can be most detrimental of just going off topic and it's like building an amazing product. It's like, yeah, but if no one hears about it, it doesn't matter. And then once they hear about like, are you charging them the right amount? Like, how are you upselling them? How are you doing this? Like, what about like, it's just like, I, I think it's a nonsense movement. Having read that book, having read probably that onboarding, I don't think those books actually say anything. I don't know. I don't disagree. And like, I had a call with Francois, our, our head of product today about I'll say virality, right? Because because like it, it's not product led growth. Because because like we largely believe a lot of the same things that like the first if you if you go through like the product led growth like pirate metrics, right? It's like activation retention, whatever. Like all, all this like just running a good business and having a good product is like ninety five percent of it. And then there's that like viral coefficient at the end of like, hey, w- you know, Canva, you share the design with someone else, and then they come and like create an account and Dropbox and Calendly and all these that we know are are like, I, to me is like that extra bit on the end, but like the rest of the, like the product being good and solving a problem and then marketing to folks in a really specific way to solve that problem is to me, like the meat and potatoes of it. And like, that's where we're trying to sit. And, and like really specifically, like I always talk about HREFs here with like, writing a shit ton of content that solves a problem with their tool. And to me, that is the most beautiful kind of content marketing. And Canva maybe does it too. Like I've not looked at a lot of Canva's content, but like, it makes sense. Like how to design a flyer, like, or like flyer templates. Okay, here, <laughs> here's how you do it. And here's how you do it in Canva. Like, is there, is there whole content? And it's just so effective because like the search intent of a person that lands on that blog post, a hundred percent would sign up for your tool, especially if it's free. And I think this is where like, product-led growth stuff is dangerous for us bootstrap-ish companies is it only really works if it's free, I think. Free is a big component, but I also think people hand wave the viral coefficient, which is just almost never above one. Like it almost never actually leads to truly viral it's growth. It's not and the obvi- big driver. Yeah. And obviously it's not, if it's above one, it's not sustainable. Like Canva, so I actually did some digging in this where 
according to Ahrefs, they get a hundred million page views a month. So if they had, <laughs> a, if they like virality is not at all a part of their growth equation. If it, I mean, sure. Like they have a referral, they have like a, a cherry on top yeah. created by Canva, but like it's barely a cherry. It's like a sprinkle. The entire fucking dessert is a hundred million page views a month with a product that is relevant to each, like the vast majority of those. And that's like, to me, it's just like that example is just going too far with it. I think with Ahrefs, as the other example, like, no, that makes like way more sense. And it's the disservice that the moniker product like growth does is it discounts the marketing work that Ahrefs yes. does. Yes. Like, yes, their product, their marketing leads with the product, but it's not saying like the product is driving everything else. It, it, it all works together. And so I agree. Like I think Ahrefs, I, we've talked about it before where I don't think their marketing, like their content on a piece by piece basis is anything revolutionary. But it's no, very, it's just very, a good example of like really. No, it's just very, but it's very, that, very effective. Like that's the thing is, I don't think it's brilliant, but it's very good and is very effective. And it's because they know that these are problems people are trying to solve. They're going to rank and show you how to solve it, and then their product happens to make it even easier, better, whatever else. Like no, that's brilliant. But like that's holistic marketing, in my opinion. That that's putting it all together, and and yeah. And it's just, just getting me worked out. You know, what's interesting is like, and this is two <laughs> marketing guys talking about this. So like, you have to take it with a grain of salt. But like, I think the dangerous thing with product-led growth that you're alluding to is it gives developers an excuse to focus on the product instead of on marketing. Is they believe, oh, well, I'm going to grow my business from a product-led growth approach. And then this is the part they don't say. And so I don't have to do SEO and I don't have to do content marketing and I don't have to do lead nurturing and stuff like that. That's not true. Like a great product by itself will never sell, right? You have to have the marketing to bring people to your site and awareness of your solution. And then a good product that solves that problem. And if you have that sprinkle <laughs> or the cherry on top, then like, you know, some of the viral stuff or sharing or network effect or whatever, that that's fine. But I think that like the, the dangerous thing about the product-led growth thing to me is especially earlier stage technical founders saying, I don't have to do marketing because my product is so fucking good. Like my shit don't stink. Like it's just, that's dangerous. And that's how so many companies fail. Again, it's, I'm someone who's a strong proponent of investing a lot in product because I really do feel like most products are bad or not well thought out or don't have the user mind. They're bad UX just for dozens of reasons. I don't think most products are as nearly as good as it could be if someone was really obsessed with making them better with with attention and detail and all that. But again, like, like you're saying that you need to get in front of people. And I think the buyer's journey for most of our products is we have competitors. There are a good number of people that will conduct some search, find an article we write that answers their question, sign up for us and just Keep going with it. But in the B2B, we, you and I, Craig, probably feel get that more than people in the true B2B world. In the B2B world, when you're building like something more commoditized, or, or at least like it's someone whose job it is to find the best thing to switch to, like they're going to just sign up for 
three, four, five of these things. In the first one, that's not horrible. They're probably going to say that's fine, but like they're never going to try just one. And so I think when your product can just be obviously that much easier to use, doesn't need to be like more feature packed, but just like that much better. You're going like that gives you a real edge, but you have to be able to come up in their search when they're figuring out whether it's through G2 crowd, paid marketing, SEO, whatever else, you got to find a way to like get on their list of things to research and the product led growth. I just think I try to even take like the charitable interpretation of, I just can't (laughs) because wording it that way, I think just is intentionally putting the product on the pedestal. I don't think that should be the case. I think you can make an argument that product has been neglected for too long and growth hacks and everything else have come ahead more than they should. And so this is just trying to balance it out. But like, I just think it's all fucked and we should just realize like, okay, all this stuff works together. What are we trying to do? And, and how do we get there? So I'll give some data from our, from our business around this. In the last three months, six months, more like, we have had a major focus on quality instead of new features. I would say our product today is more than twice as good as it was six months ago, and none of our SaaS metrics have changed. None of them. Churn has not gone down. Trial to paid conversion has not gone up. Retention hasn't changed. Activation hasn't changed. It is such a better product than it was six months ago. It's amazing. And we grew our fastest when our product was the worst. And that's anecdotal. And there's a lot that goes into Well, and also like, there's like the, the time series of it where you grew the most, your product was the worst when you were smaller. So it's easier to grow more. And, and that also- Yeah, but even in absolute like COVID terms, and like, like podcasts boomed and all that's so like, all I would say is like, I wouldn't read too much into that side of it. But I agree. Like, I don't think there's a clear correlation between product quality. Sure. Yeah. It, yeah. So, so there's either no correlation or back then we were doing a <laughs> lot more content. And had yeah. a lot more term, a lot more to improve, right? Because we're at like, if there's a scale of like completedness of like SEO, right, that, that we can achieve, we're at like 70% of it right now, maybe. And may, like our big growth came in that like first, you know, 20 to 50% or something like that. Just to say that like the opportunity is to grow is almost always more marketing, even where we are today. It's just harder like to get that last 20 or 30%. Yeah, it's been great to see us have a much better product and I love it and our product guys like it and Matt likes it and our customers like it, but it does not change the business. That's really showing. Yeah, and like the way I look at it is because with Castos, I think the the way I would view product is, okay, we're killing it on SEO. Let's keep doing that. But how can we get the product, whether it's literally the hosting whether it's the services, whether it's other things you can do, like how can we adapt that, add something, subtract something, whatever else, so that we can better capitalize on the traffic that's coming in. Like to me, like that's where the product should come in. And for us, I think there are components of that, but it's still where I do strongly feel there are some features that we are lacking that prevent people from using us. And hundred percent, yeah, it's. It's tough where like, I know there's never going to be this. None of us for the most part are ever going to build some killer feature that once you release it, everyone comes like flooding through the doors to come to you. And yeah, it's just never going to happen. Don't plan on that. But at the same time, for us, like we do things very differently than the competition. People can 
accept and agree with why we do things differently and still not use us because it's just such a big departure from what they're doing right now. And what they're doing right now is getting them good results. So they might say like, yes, these pieces, these things you're talking about, the simulations, everything else, that I would love to have that. However, until I can get my lineups from my Optima, from Sabresim to generally look like this, I don't care about the benefits because I think they're building bad lineups. It might be incorporating some information that I should use, but it's incorporating a lot of information I don't agree with. And so really like our big focus now has been saying, okay, before we keep building all these advanced features that just like our core users love and it gives them a ton of value because they've bought into our process, let's give the people who are the serious players but have their own process, let's give them the way to to get what they're looking for and then take advantage of those advanced features. But still, like we need to make sure they're aware of it. We need to make sure they hear like all those other things. Like there's just a lot to it. But yeah, this is rant is not going to call say, We should call this product limited growth instead of product led <laughs> growth. Because I think that's what, yeah, that's no, what you're saying is, is like the product right. is limiting the ability for the company to grow in some cases. And that's really just a like product that. decision. Yeah. No, I really, it's like you should be pushing growth as hard as you can. Make sure product can then deliver. And like that's where you see the explosive growth of something like Ahrefs, of something like Canva, where they know what they're doing to get the traffic, to, but they have a product that can back it up. Yep. Yep. I'll give like two specific kind of marketing updates and then and I think we'll call it a day. Started like was working with a guy named Pavel for a long time, a fantastic guy on on like content and SEO planning and strategy. At the beginning of this year, he said, Hey, I don't do the strategy stuff, I just do the execution of content now. And that's great. Like for him, that's great. And it just left like a giant hole in our marketing abilities, frankly, because like I embarrassing, like I don't know how to use Ahrefs to get the kind of data that we need. <laughs> like I know it's there and I can watch the videos and all this kind of stuff, but like I just can't take the time to spend like six hours to do all the reports and pivot tables and all this kind of stuff. Finally found someone. And this is unusual for me, but I'm not going to share who it is because he's so good. I finally found someone that does this kind of thing and is really great. So like did a strategy session. He's helping us. We have a really solid plan. And this is the this is the unique thing. And this is where this guy is a little better than Pavel. It's not just like what keywords should we write for, but like how should we kind of more holistically and on like a strategic basis think about like CRO on the site? Because you were talking about like, hey, let's just convert more of the people that we get to the site already. And even things like branding and positioning and stuff like that. So like, I'll say is is a person that makes me think about the right things. Like, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Like, isn't connecting all the dots all the way through, but is saying like, hey, this is obviously, and is presenting the data, like, hey, this is obviously a place where like, you've regressed in terms of like page views, but also in terms of like new trial starts on this like on this article you need to do these things to, to fix it but then also like site wide you convert x percent of new users to trial industry standard is y let's take a look at these kind of six things to to try to fix that so it's great it gives me like a ton of clarity and like it all makes a ton of sense so just like super super happy with it and I'm sorry, I'm not going to share who it is. <laughs> Are you saying with you, the audience, with, with you being me, with everybody? It's, it's everybody. Just yours. Okay. Everybody. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, I, th I think there's more we can dig into on like 
delegating a specialist, delegating our team and all that in yes. next week's episode. But it was good getting back into the mix, getting that rant off my chest. If anyone has any thoughts, they vehemently disagree with me, whatever it may be, you can always reach out at craig at castos.com. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know the best way of doing it. So it's been a while. Awesome. <laughs> Good to catch up, Andy and everyone. Thanks for listening. See you, everybody. Bye.